What is up, y'all? Y'all know who it is. It's Missy Bird from season 39. I'm out here trying to live my best life in Spain, but I had to phone in real quick to make sure everybody catches this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. And this time, I am drinking my wine on a balcony in España. All right, I'll catch y'all later. It's a... It's a... It's a purple pants podcast. It's a purple pants. It's a purple pants. It's a purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's a purple pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's a purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's a purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's a purple pants. It's a purple pants. Yep. Hello, welcome to episode 87, Bermuda Triangle of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and shout out to you for clicking that play button and getting into this week's episode of the podcast. Shout out to all my first listeners out there. What it do? What's up? What's going on to my Purple Pants Posse? Welcome back to episode 86. Now, wait a minute. It's been a while, but wait a minute. Give me a minute while your baby boy wet his whistle. Mm. Mm. I am wetting my whistle to my sister, Erica. She makes a punch that baby will punch your grandmom out. So shout out to Erica for this punch. And yeah, so we wetting our whistle this episode. So we letting our hair down. We're having a good old time. If you haven't already, if you could be so kind to make sure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify Podcasts. Baby, we're on anywhere that you get your podcasts from. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you could give your baby boy some five stars and write a review. Okay, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. If you could do your baby boy a favor and write a review. I really love listening and reading the reviews. And may- listen, if you write a review, maybe your review will get read on this podcast. Okay? So yes, make sure you do all of that and show your baby boy some love. I am excited for episode 87, baby. We at 87. Okay. I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to say 87. Some podcasts, they don't even make it to two. So I am so glad to be your host for this podcast. And I'm sure some of you are wondering like, baby boy, why you name this podcast Bermuda Triangle? Do I have a story for y'all? So. Listen, earlier in the week, I do some work with Beeve. Shout out to Wendell Holland. Shout out to Joey Hatcher, my Beeve brothers. And, you know, I try to help out where I can. So this week we had a delivery. Yes, a delivery came unexpected. So I want to give a huge shout out to the My Purple Pants Posse members, Jordy and Emily. They got married this weekend and we had the honor of creating the archway in which they got married under so Wendell is away sometimes during the week you know he out there filming for HGTV okay later announcement at a different time so he got home early on Thursday and we were supposed to make this delivery early Friday morning because Jordy and Emily are got married on Friday morning and you know he called me called Joey he said hey let's get this delivery done tonight 
this is around seven o'clock. I'm like, no problem. I can, you know, I don't have to take a sick day at work. So we go over to Wendell's house. We load the truck up and Joey is going to drive. We are going to Mount Joy, Pennsylvania, which is like outside of Lancaster, which is an hour, 30 minutes away. Not that long. So I'm figuring three hours at the most. I'll be back home. Baby boy can take a bath. I can watch a movie and, you know, chill for the rest of the night. So we drive an hour and 30 minutes to Mount Joy. We do the install. We hang out with Jordy and Emily and some of their wedding party. And baby, they had a pool. I said, "Ooh, I love pools. And Jordy was like, you should get in. I'm like, no, I'm going to keep it classy. I'm going to keep it classy. I'm going to keep it classy. Emily was like, you should get in. Get in the pool. Get in the pool. I'm like, no, I'm going to keep it classy. 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 Because you know, your baby boy is a class act. Then Wendell and Joey are like, I bet you won't get in. You scared. Baby, listen, my birthday is February. I'm a Pisces. I'm a water sign. I love the water. You know me. I love taking baths. I love jacuzzis. So, Baby boy jumped in the pool. Whoo! Had a great time. We said our goodbyes and we headed back home. And so it took us an hour and 30 minutes to get there. I'm thinking it'll take us an hour and 30 minutes to get back. Now, let me give you this disclaimer. So when we we had to get on the Pennsylvania Turnpike and when we got off the Turnpike to get to Mount Joy, Pennsylvania, there was a delay and there was like road construction. So you ever see construction where they have a stop sign and like a slow sign on both ends and so we got off the exit and the workers put the stop sign up and the traffic from the opposite direction was like coming towards our direction i'm thinking like oh my god what's happening but you know it's a detour three minutes later he flips the sign from stop to slow and we proceed to our destination so on the way back we are getting on the turnpike and we're at the same point and at this point, it's like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I'm in the back seat chilling, listening to the music. And we go through this detour, you, the opposite of how we came. And we are driving. I know, We're maybe driving 20 minutes. And I remember Joey saying, is this our exit? Like, should I? I I'm not sure if I should get off this exit. And Wendell's like, no, we don't need to. We can keep going straight. And so that's all I remember. Okay. I was listening to the music, zoning out. Baby boy started falling asleep a little bit. So I I was dozing off. I woke back up. I look outside my window. Now, I frequent the turnpike when I was a social worker for a child welfare agency. Maybe once every three months, I had to drive to Pittsburgh. So I know what the turnpike looked like when we going away from Philly. And I kind of sort of know what the turnpike looked like when we're going towards Philly. And so I wake up. I don't have any really time zones in my mind but i'm just like it don't seem like i should wake up and we are still in the woods and so i'm like joey everything okay and then joey's like "Mm, i think i might have missed the exit but we're good and so i remember at this point wendell's like we're an hour and 20 minutes away from home and i'm like an hour and 20 minutes away from home at this point we've been in the car longer than 45 minutes So I'm like, okay, whatever. Now, mind you, Joey got his GPS out and Wendell's in the front seat. And if anybody knows Wendell, he is a control freak. So if you ever drive in a car and Wendell there and you got your GPS out, he going to have his GPS out too. So I see both of them got their GPSs out and I'm like, okay, we're good. 
I am just watching out the side of my window and I'm like, what the hell? We still not any closer. So Joey then says, I think we missed the exit and we got to uh, turn around. But do they were doing road work on the turnpike. So they like there weren't any exits for 25 miles. So we've got to drive another 25 miles. And then, you know, like an hour later, we are now passing that detour that I was telling you guys about at the exit at Mount Joy. But that's like where Jordy and Emily are at. And I'm like, well, if we're at that exit, then we're still an hour and 30 minutes away from Philly. Ciao. We got caught up in the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what exit we missed. I, I who, who knows? So then... After we pass that Mount Joy exit, Joey pull over to the side of the road. He like, listen, y'all, I had a long day. I'm tired. So baby boy got to jump in the front seat and drive back to Philadelphia, which is not a problem because thank God I jumped in the pool that woke me all the way up. But baby, the Bermuda Triangle is real on the Pennsylvania Turnpike at night. So needless to say, on that Thursday night, when we left Philadelphia at 7, 8 p.m., I'm thinking I'll be back home, you know, by 12 o'clock to watch a movie. Baby, I didn't crawl into bed until 4.20 a.m. Whoo! What is going on? But listen, shout out to the guys at Beeve. Uh, You know, no matter what Bermuda Triangle happens, I'm still rocking with them. But listen, I had to come tell the posse the story and I had to name this podcast the Bermuda Triangle because it don't matter. How many GPSs does it take for us to get back to Philly? I want to send a huge congratulations to Jordy and Emily on their wedding. I know that it was beautiful because I was there the night before jumping in the pool. I'm really excited about this week's episode. So let me not get lost in the Bermuda Triangle and let me give you the rundown. So y'all got your GPSs on, okay? Somebody got to know where we at. So on this week's episode, we've got the church announcements and we welcome back on the menu this week, Amon Aldwin for the casual tea. And this week we are brewing up the tea of Lamar Burton from Reading Rainbow. We got Khloe Kardashian on the casual tea. We got DMX. We've got City Boy J and Prince Philip. So that is definitely a casual tea you don't want to miss. We welcome back Gangsta Girl. Ray for your April forecast of the Purple Pants Premonitions and I've got the Freak of the Week so listen, make sure your GPS is loaded, don't trust Joey's GPS and definitely don't trust Wendell's GPS because we get in the church announcements started Hi, everyone. Uh, This is Mari and Matt from the Wrestling Rehap Up podcast. And this week we're bringing you the church announcement. Yes, we are. And today we are talking about the topic of using your platform, something that Bryce does so well. But Mari, what does using your platform mean to you? Why is that important? So, you know, we started the Wrestling Rehap Up podcast earlier this year. And one thing that me and you talked about so many times during the Mm -hmm. podcast process, making the 
podcast, producing the podcast, is that we wanted our podcast to be authentic to us. We wanted to use our platform to shed light on um, the issues that matter to us. Even if we're just talking about wrestling, we want to talk about it from a point of view, from our strong point of view and and our voices, using our voices. What is what? Is, what do you think uh, we've done with this platform? Have you liked how we've utilized our platform, Matt? Yeah, I've loved how we've utilized it. I mean, for me, like social impact, social justice is so important. Mm-hmm. Outside of just this RHAP world, I feel like I put so much energy into something I created called Let's Care, where I'm interviewing mm-hmm. change makers and trying to talk about these issues that matter. But I think what's really cool is that in using our platform, I mean, we're wrestling fans, and that's something mm-hmm. that we've both loved most of our lives. And so for me, what is cool is that regardless of the topic that you're talking about or the thing that you're focused on, you could find ways to make it meaningful and important yes. and make a statement about things that people need to hear. I think we we have so many problems in the world mm-hmm. that we need to address. And so our voices are important. So that's why I, I love that we're using our platform in the way that we are with the wrestling or up. Yes. And m- marginalized communities like ours, uh, both of us being black, uh, yes. you being queer, like yes. w- our voices are not incorporated in the medium that we've chosen. We've chosen a wrestling podcast. It's very, very hard to find our type of voices in this medium. So not only are we adding to a, a new perspective, but we just want to uh, use our platform to inspire others to use whatever platform they have or just to use exactly. your voice. Go out, advocate, do more um, than just the social media a- advocacy, donate um, to charity donate to to action groups just use your platform and your voice to make a difference yeah and i think the only thing i would add is that every single person has their platform so it might be five people who listen to you it might be 50 people 50,000 people just know that your voice does matter and can actually make a difference bryce has been such a positive example yes. of that and that's one reason that we're so proud and honored to be here as part of the church announcement so mm-hmm. thank you bryce for having us here. Yes. Thank you so much, Bryce, for having us. You are phenomenal. Bryce was on our Wrestling Rehab Up. He did an It's a Look for WrestleMania 37 this week. So please go and check it out. Come and check us out if you want to hear our perspectives. Thank you so much, Bryce. Thank you, uh, Purple Pants Posse. Thank you. It's the it's the casualty. It's the casualty. It's the casualty. I would not be undone, even if I have a strep throat right now. A man knows how to get under my skin. But listen, okay. 
You can have that riff run, okay? But <laughs> we all know who had it last week. But keeping the menu rolling, we are back, back, back again for this week's edition of The Casual Tea. Welcome back to the podcast, the baby boy, Aman. How are you? You said you had the strap. How you doing? Yes, so just a public service announcement, like... Yes, we are happy that these vaccines are getting rolled out in an effective way in some of these states, not everywhere. So I sympathize with those that are still waiting long, long times. Um, but even if you do get fully vaccinated, and even if you're not fully vaccinated, as you should have already been doing in the first place, wash your hands, wear masks when you are outside, avoid touching your throat. Your, oh. I mean, your, uh, your, not your how throat, you, but how you talk? Well, not wait your wait a minute. Oh, 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 the casual tea just went after dark. Freudian slip, my bad. Um, avoid touching your, uh, your nose, your eyes, your mouth, mm. all of that stuff. Like you know, carry Ooh, some child. hand sanitizer on you. You know, just be oh. as safe as possible. Because here I was feeling so good because I was like, damn it, I got both these vaccines. Like, I'm invincible. Well, I didn't think I was invincible because, you know, vaccines, everything's 100%. Child, they only six months, they saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I don't have full assurance, but I was a lot more relieved. And then, wham, I get strep throat. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I don't, I'm not sure how I got it. Um... I was more or less doing the same kind of like routine. I did go out like a, a bit more over the weekend. Um, so, but it was only to, to people's houses. So I was like, I think that I'll probably be okay if I don't, if I'm not in large crowds and nope, still got sick. And it was a doozy the first couple of days. I'm doing a lot better now. Um, I did get some steroids and I'm on um, antibiotics. So I'm good. I feel so much better today. I don't really have any soreness in my throat, but I still like, have like a bit of like night sweats and like just my body's still trying to to fight it so mm. not all the way back there yet but yeah, yeah yes. just be careful out there folks take care of yourselves yes watch what is in the back of your throats okay be careful <laughs> <laughs> but i i'm glad that you are on the mend and i hope that you are feeling better because strep throat ain't nothing to play with no it's um, not oh my god it sucks Mm, 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 mm. I I had strep throat one time and I still have night terrors about it. Um, but you know, keeping the casual t- okay, ain't no strep gonna stop us from getting our step on in this week's casualty. I do want to take a second to reflect since I have you. Um, our last casualty, uh, living your truth, really seemed to touch a lot of the purple pants posse and a lot of listeners that don't normally listen. And I just was curious to hear your thoughts on the episode. And, you know, just from just your perspective after re-listening to it and just the response of it was so crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I typically I used to listen to a lot of the podcasts that I've been on at the beginning of my podcasting career because you're really trying to learn who you are and what you sound like. Um, but as time has gone on, I've sort of like fallen out of that habit. OK. Um, but yeah, when. I do get particularly good responses from people. I'll be like, oh, let me see what the hell I was talking about. Because sometimes you just be talking and forget. <laughs> that is me. Oh, my God. That is so me. Am I, I, like, I'd be like, I said, what? <laughs> so I did. I went back and I was like, you know, yeah, we were really we were really going in. And I think, yeah, I did get I did get positive feedback um, from quite a few people. Um, and uh, I 
uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I just echo everything that we already said, and I'm just excited that people uh, were able to hear this type of conversation because I got a lot of comments that this is like the first time that ever people that have ever even actually thought or had to think about this. You know what I mean? So. Um, and even other queer people that are not black that were able to right. comment and say, like, look, like, I, I may not be black, but I under, I understood a lot of what you guys were saying. And I just thank you guys so much for like bringing nuanced and balanced perspective to these types of conversation. And I just want to like say that these types of conversations are not new, at least for people like me and Bryce or Bryce and I. Sorry, I'm trying to be grammatically correct. I know that like these types of, like, if you, if you are looking for more diverse queer voices or just, voices from people of color they're out there y'all like you just gotta sort of have to 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 put yourself out there to do the research to, to find these stories if you would like to have more experiences brought to life because i think that, that just enriches everybody like you know ourselves included like i'm black and gay i don't necessarily know what it feels like to be uh chinese and gay or asian and gay or just regular asian and gay you know what i mean so like right. it's, we should all be doing our best to go out and seek as many types of experiences as possible so that we can bring better conversations back to the table and help us just understand each other a lot more. Uh, a friend of mine uh, texted me and said, oh my God, Montero, coming by your name is so good. And I don't know if it's because he's been following my tweets or if he, but I know that he also listens to Purple Pants Podcast. So yes. I'm going to go ahead and take that as he listened to Purple <laughs> yes. Pants Podcast because he... Uh... <laughs> hey, friend. <laughs> so... Yeah, we I, out here I, being evangelists. And yes, come on, <laughs> come on. Okay, first lady. Okay, I'm the first lady of the Purple Pants podcast, and you a deacon. Um, yeah. <laughs> one thing for me that really uh, that I in the honestly because in the moment I was like you, I didn't, I don't know what the hell I said. I because truly I was just like it just came out of me, and a lot of what I got back from was like even people that aren't. Um, in the LGBTQ, they're what they were able to take from it, and like you know the 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 I'm probably saying this word wrong because y'all know how you know, but that the hetero the heteronormative that's expected of people, and like I, like who created this timeline? And it was just so, so crazy that us like being so vulnerable and living in our truth, it was just able to transcend. Not even had to do with being gay. It was just so many like you know cisgender male and females that reached out to me and were like, wow. It's you that subject really made me think about, you know, I am working on my doctorate program and I get so much pressure from my family about getting married and having kids. And that listening to you guys really just let me know to, like, stay on my path, stay on my course. And, you know, what is for me is for me and what my timeline is my timeline. And for me, that really like I it, it just was so eye opening that I hadn't even taking it there so it was like just great and, mm-hmm. and I love it and I, I love to have more conversations with you and other people because I feel like that subject just can't be talked about enough and so I'm just happy that we're able to curate a space here on the Purple Pants Podcast that those conversations can organically happen like that wasn't nothing planned that wasn't like you know the spirit was just moving so I loved it we love your feedback and if you haven't please go back and take a listen to Living Your Truth um, you don't have to be black you don't have to be gay for it to apply to you you can truly get something out of it but we got you know the teapot been brewing and we got a lot of different things Mm -hmm. to talk about on this week's casual tea and one of the first ones that i think is great hold on wait let me get my little intro together I can go twice as high. Yes. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. I 
So yes, if you oh oh reading rainbow, it's the show off for me, but. So, if you guys don't know what that theme song is, you're probably too young for me. But that is the, I feel like the soundtrack to my childhood. Um, that is Reading Rainbow, uh, which was hosted by LeVar Burton. And LeVar Burton um, has, he's an actor, he's a activist, he is champions for education and minority communities, he champions education for everyone. And so who doesn't love LeVar Burton? We all, he's essentially like our uncle in all of our heads. And we just mm-hmm. like, you know, love LeVar Burton. And we know with Jeopardy, when the host of Jeopardy, rest his soul, Alex Trevec, passed, there was all these conversations about like who should be uh, replace him. Now, a lot of people were like, Jeopardy should just end because nobody can replace Alex. Now, I kind of sort of agree with that because, you know, some things are just so iconic that you just can't replace people. Um, and I think that Alex did a great job. But after Alex had passed, there was like this trend on Twitter about LeVar Burton um, needs to be the host. And when I thought about that, I was like, oh, my God, that like he would be amazing. And so I just want to read a little passage that uh, LeVar did with Entertainment Tonight. He said, I thought and I thought and I thought I've asked friends and family to help me identify somebody who's more qualified for the job than I am. The Roots and Star Trek actor tells EW, I don't believe there's anyone out there who is better suited for this job than me. I will go to my grave believing that. I think my whole career is an advertisement for being the host of Jeopardy. And Alex, I'm, I'm Alex, rest his soul, LeVar took to his Twitter on April 5th and people had actually started a petition to say, get LeVar as the host. And, you know, he kind of, he always like, t- like liked the tweet and whatever, but, you know, on April 5th, he actually tweeted the petition and it said, leaving this here in the event, the power Powers that be are listening. And I love that because here on the podcast and my life, I'm all about manifest what you want, speak things into existence. And so the fact that LeVar is now on board with saying that, listen, this is something that I want and I'm going to put it out into the universe. I just I honestly can't think of anyone better than LeVar to be the host of Jeopardy. And even like going a step deeper, when we think about like the, the divide of this country and everyone is, you know, at each other's wits ends about the craziest stuff and a time to bring people together like what better way than to have a black man who has like been our teacher our tutor our friend throughout so many countless people's lives to take the place to like you know not take the place but like to continue the legacy in his own right i just think that it could be it could and would be amazing and i would so be here for lavar to be the host of jeopardy yeah, I I think it's a really good idea, too. I think that he pitched himself very well. You know, I mean, he says, I have an audience with Gen Xers. I have an audience with millennials. I've spent uh, time on television hosting this very popular show for over 20 years. Um, so I have I have all of the expertise and the knowledge to sort of 
you know, take over this mantle. So I, I agree. I think that he probably, I think that he would be great. I mean, I'm sure if we all sat down and went through the resumes of all of the people that have had hosting careers in their lifetimes, I'm sure we could probably find some other really good contenders as well. But there are, as far as I'm concerned, there are, there's no other contenders, good contenders that are out here pitching themselves and putting the time in, uh, to make this a possibility for themselves other than, uh, than uh lavar so it's LeVar. like who are you gonna who would you rather give it to would you rather give it to the person that's out here really vying for the spot or are you going to just give it to somebody else that, because for whatever reason the one caveat that i have to this okay is hmm. mm. so I'm, I'm starting to have a little bit of an issue with uh so now, this, now I understand that this this particular situation is just a little bit different because there's this, there seems to be this growing trend of audience and fans of particular shows and franchises wanting to have their foot in the door at a casting office. So they will start these big, big, big campaigns to get their faves and their favorite celebrities and their favorite singers to do something, right? Like you see... You see it with uh, standum all the time on Twitter where you have fans that are like, oh, my God, um, Ariana Grande, you need to do this uh, remix with Doja Cat. Like, it, it needs to happen. Do it. Do it. Do it right now. And then when it gets so much traction online, that artist then feels compelled to be like, okay, well, maybe I should do it. And then the same thing with uh, Hollywood in terms of like movies and stuff. There was such a big, big, big push for... Uh, uh, Queen Latifah to to play the role of uh, Ursula in the upcoming uh, Little Mermaid remake didn't actually happen, but Disney did give her the role in the uh, uh, live musical version on ABC. Um, and so there is a piece to me that feels just a tad bit uncomfortable with that because then what it does is it gets all of these celebrities thinking that they can just get any role that they want or cause enough controversy as long as they drum up a- enough fan support to get what they want. And to me, I'm like, it's a I don't know that slope. Yeah. I don't want that road to go down so far that it's like to the point where the audience seems to have more control over how things pan out than they should. And don't get me wrong. I am all for catering to an audience. I am all for making sure that your movie is the most appealing that it can be. But not everybody needs to be involved in casting. You know what I mean? Not everybody yeah, needs no. to be like, we don't all need to be up in, up in these decisions. But I will say that the difference with LeVar is that this seems to be more of him doing it. Not necessarily uh, well, the, the fans it, are out here. But the fans, of course, are right. supporting so, it. I think it's a little bit of both because in the beginning it was the fans. Like after Alex passed, the fans were really on the Twitter. Re- like the fans started the petition. Um, and he kind of okay. like, he didn't really like, he like, he ain't really promoted. It's not until right now that he actually is coming out and tweeted the petition. So I agree with you in the sense that like, yeah, we don't need to be up in this. So I don't know. So the caveat for me though, now this is my take one. I agree. Like we don't need to be in a casting, uh, let them do their jobs. However, for me, the issue comes in is that 
if the fans don't speak out and the fans don't really kind of like shed light on some things, then we get the same old, same old. We get the same old, like, you know, sometimes right. there is a lack of diversity and sometimes these studio productions want to see a, like, you know, for The Little Mermaid, like how the fans came out and I forget, what was the actress name that they picked for The Little Mermaid? Like, you know, they picked a uh, a black girl. And Allie Bailey. Yes. Allie. Chloe and Holly. And so, like, you know, and people are like, oh, my God, the little mermaid, she's not black. Like, well, girl, well, what? Like, you know, so I sometimes I do like the fact that the fans are saying, like, no, why, especially for these animated roles, they have no color. So why not? Why can't she be a black girl? Why can't little black girls look up to them and say, like, this is what you could be? So sometimes I do feel like the pressure of the public, and especially when it is diversifying the catalog, can be great. But at the same time, it, you're right. Like, these people like Justin B and Ariana Grande who have these massive fan bases child they could be everything then child if let the fans tell it Ariana Grande could replace Oprah so I do feel like there 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 is a fine line (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just saying she's got the fan base that they could like want that but I do think there is like it's almost like a perfect storm in the sense of right LeVar like he said, his whole career has been almost an audition for Jeopardy. And it's like... He's also, he, apparently, he's a former Jeopardy champion. Yes. LeVar know his stuff. If it's in a book, it's read and write. Like, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> there definitely is a fine line, but... And I agree with you. Sometimes it's like, child, let the like let the stand... Like, because, child, leave it to Aman. Devon would be, you know, up in any and everything. Although she should be. But, you know, I agree that there is... There is something uncomfortable with the fans just being like, this should be it. But at right. the same token, if they're going to watch it and buy it, I mean, this right, is a, right. a, a money-making industry... <laughs> Yeah, it's like such a, it's a, like you said, it's really like a balancing act. It's like how much, like, of course we want the fans to be happy, but at the same time, we have to make decisions that are best for us and like the vision of the show that we want to, to be, uh, that we want to have going forward. So I'm, I'm glad that he's being such an advocate for himself. I'm glad that like, um, this was something that could potentially be in the cars. Cause as far as we know, they haven't, I mean, we haven't talked to the public about it, but, I don't think there really is anyone else that's really in heavy talks to be a part of the show. Um, right. I would just hate for if it didn't happen that whoever does take up the mantle for them to be like, oh, it should have been uh, this like screw Jeopardy. Like we're never watching this shit again. Although I don't think that would ever happen because I feel like Jeopardy is just sort of just like such a staple that it's just right. like, people that are always going to watch it regardless. Um, but, I, you know, I just... Like, so, 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 some fans just get so, so mad. Like, I remember when they announced the uh, the uh, live-action movie for uh, The Magic School Bus, and there was, like, this huge push for, um, for oh, my goodness, why am I having such a hard time with names today? What is her name? Tracy Ellis Ross. There was a huge oh, push for, for Tracy Ellis Ross <laughs> to be Miss Frizzle. And even Tracy got, she was like, you know what? Like, call me. Like, I'm here for it. And lo and behold, I think it's going to be like Reese Witherspoon or something. And people are like, where the hell did that come from? And I'm like, well, as far as we know, that could have been the choice from from Jump. But Dang, we just didn't right. hear about it until now. So um, I just think that fans, of course, yeah, support your faves, but also temper your expectations because sometimes it just doesn't work out that way because at the end of the day, Hollywood is a business and it just is what it is. But I'm all for uh, LeVar getting this shit because, yeah, like, I mean, it's 
This is certainly this is right up his alley. Right, right up on, his Uncle, alley. Uncle Varvar. Now, my only other caveat to that is uh, with the fandoms just putting their faves in, it doesn't leave much room for the unknown stars yep, that are out that there. Too. Like yep. you know, I love Lavar, but there really could be somebody's real uncle out there who it would be great, and we would never know because he's not giving the opportunity. So I am all for discovering new acts and like you mm-hmm. know, giving something to the underdogs. So I am definitely with you. I definitely think the fans should like make like like twenty percent of like the. The, the decision up or like you know but also giving it to some well deserved unnamed person out there because there are so many unnamed talents and stars <clears throat> Amon and Bryce out there that you know <laughs> mainstream does not know and that if the light was to be shed on them that could change their lives and their careers so it is definitely a I don't know what you what's that thing um now I don't know why it's like at the playground like you sit on one side a teeter tot uh yeah the seesaw the seesaw you know it's definitely a seesaw act to kind of sort of get the the right balance and so I always think that it should be somebody that has the the resume somebody that had that people like and that is talented and I think that the talent above all should be the main part of the decision and I think here Uncle Varvar by far has the talent so I am definitely here for Uncle Varvar for it um, and yeah so we'll wait and see but I just thought this was such an interesting topic um, to talk about because who hasn't had the re- like just like the reading rainbow who hasn't heard of the reading rainbow who hasn't heard of jeopardy and like you know after you know the great late alex has passed why not pass it on to another person who has been in education who has been a champion of you know literacy who has been a champion of making sure the underprivileged kids get the same access to technology and education as others like you know it just for me it just seems right so i love it and i i hope that my fingers are definitely crossed for uncle varvar Yep. Yep. I, I, I think so too. Cause like, yeah, like, and like, don't get me wrong. There are certainly people out there that I, that I'm a fan of and I have faves. I was like, oh man, like, cause I was speaking of the Little Mermaid, exactly. Perfect example again, because, um, there was a time, like, after Halle Bailey got announced, there was a time where, uh, Harry Styles, who I'm such a big fan of his second album, like, I, it turned me into a Harry Styles stan. It's so good. Um, there was a time where he was in talks to be Prince Eric and a lot of people just, like no like it should be if you're gonna make her black then the prince should be black and like we're not like why why can't we have like a a black disney couple why are we always getting like these mixed or these white couples which i understood and i sort of sympathize with but i also would not have minded seeing like i think what they're going for with this at least as far as i can tell with the casting is that it's very like racially diverse and just sort of like blonde kind of like what the what the cinderella was with brandy that's what they were going for and so i was like all right if if, if the prince is why whatever um and so like but when when harry styles and his team caught wind of that controversy they were like nope and i was like that's that to me, that's what I'm like. The fans sometimes like y'all really just be getting in and like mm-hmm. you never know. You could be ruining a good thing. But on the same flip side to that, now this lesser known actor has snagged the role, and this could be his breakout thing for him. He's still white, <laughs> so it's like I didn't really change anything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really change anything. I just gave it to somebody else. So, but it is what it is. Ooh. Right. So I'm here for it. So let's uh, pour some more tea. And Bebe, now this is a transition. Uh, (laughs) Khloe Kardashian. Um, Now, 
I don't know how I feel about this. And so I, I feel a ways. I feel one way. I feel another way. But with the Kardashians, it's just so hard for me, at times, it's hard to s- sympathize with the Kardashians because they have such a machine behind them. And you never really know what's real, what's fake, what's delusional, what's not. Like, so it's hard for me to have an opinion on the Kardashians. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Kardashians. And, you know, in my head, I was going to marry Rob Kardashian, you know, big or small. Like, I used to, I was like here for Rob Kardashian. And I may or may not have two pairs of his like $80 socks, but they were Christmas gifts. But, <laughs> Um, so there was an issue with Chloe where a photo le- now backstory of Chloe, which is why Chloe was always one of my favorite Kardashians because I could, I sort of always saw myself in Chloe. She, Chloe was, which, I, what do you, what do they call it? Like the, is it the redheaded stepsister, the redheaded stepchild? What's that? Is that, uh, the ugly stepsister? Wait, what is it? The ugly stepsister? Oh, not to, no, not to, uh, no, not to, uh, I thought it was something like the redheaded, I don't know, something. That, I think redheaded stepsister is a thing too. I okay. Think. Or- or something, but not the ugly, not the, not the ugly. <laughs> Sorry, I had Cinderella on the brain. <laughs> Whoo, child, we're going we to chalk that up to baby boy's throat attack of the strap. But the throat she, always, <laughs> she always was the sister that stood out. You know, Chloe has struggled with her, her weight. She was once larger and I always thought Chloe was great uh when she was bigger because she always reminded me of like the a real person like you know in my family like you know we big bonded like you know so I always like Chloe but you know Chloe has gone through a transformation whether it be surgical or non but you know she has definitely slimmed down and you know her features have changed and you know that's something that she's really proud of of you know her transformation and sure i'm all about positive body imagery so and i'm also all about i i'm also all about what somebody's issues are are their issues like for me i struggle with my weight in the sense that you know sometimes i baby boy could put on 30 pounds like it's nothing and you know i'm like oh if i'm overweight i'm big and some people are like you're not big you're like you're fine but like baby don't like what I see in the mirror is what I see in the mirror. So I'm all about people having, like, you know, their own issues and their own, whether you see it or not. Like, you know, what somebody struggles with is what they struggle with, and that's personal to them. Um, so, you know, and that's really been her struggle that she shared with us. And recently, a photo had leaked um, where it was, like, her in a bathing suit. And me, personally, I thought she looked great. Um, but the photo just... And it was recent. Like, it was in 2021. Like, it was taken in, like, March. But the photo just ain't look like the Instagram. And it became this huge trending topic so much that, you know, she had to go on her her Instagram and she was taking videos showing what her body looked like right now. And, you know, she's writing these posts about, let me just read a, a, a excerpt. 
or what she wrote on Instagram or what she told the People magazine. She said that photo was posted this uh, the photo that was posted this week was beautiful. But as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering and bad lighting or captures your body the way it is after working so hard to get it to this point and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it not to be shared no matter who you are. Chloe wrote in a lengthy statement uh, featured in a gallery post, which she also included a video of the reality star showing off her figure in the mirror, as well as clips from her Instagram live in which she briefly flashed her tone physique to viewers. And, you know, so this is kind of sort of like my, my problem with it is that, I feel like she's spinning the story in a, like, a pot, like, I don't know, I just am, my personal opinion is I feel like she's spinning the story to now make it seem like people are, well, for, are body shaming her. And I don't necessarily think that people are body shaming her because you know me, I have a degree in comment surfing. So I was over there on TNT, <laughs> I was over there in the shade room, I was over there on her Instagram, and a lot of the people were like celebrating her and saying like, girl, like I got a stretch mark too. I had a baby too. And so for like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel indifferent. One, I feel like when you are a celebrity of the Kardashians, bitch, you can't control all the time what images go out there. Like you're a celebrity. People are going to snap unflattering photos of you all the time. Now, by no means am I anywhere near close or in the same country as the Kardashians, but there are plenty of times I go to events um, and the RHAP realm and the survivor realm, you know, supporting other friends and people take photos of me and baby, I look a mess. Okay. I look horrible. <laughs> okay. I don't look like what I look like, but that's not my, like, you know, I can't, I don't have the lawyer. I don't, I don't have the power to call Instagram and get that photo taken off Instagram. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not something real for me. Um, and so the fact that she has those reach, like for me, it's just the reach. Like, girl, it's a bad photo. We all take them. How many times have you taken a selfie and bitch, you didn't take in 3000 selfies and child, the selfie that we pick don't really look like the other 2099 photos that are actually in our phone. Like that's something real. So, mm-hmm. I just feel like it is Chris Jenner spinning a story for her in the sense of girl, okay, it's a bit like you don't like the photo, but I, I just feel like you you could have that could have like you could have used that photo to be like listen. This is what I look like when I wake up in the morning and somebody catching me off guard. How many times? How, how many of us have these type of photos? Right. It's she's. I mean, this 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 is nothing new, right? Because she talks a lot about body issues um, and um, like these high beauty standards and ideals that women are forced to comply with, which is something that has been with us for a long time. And what is considered attractive when a woman changes from decade to decade, you know, like it, it just it just is what it is. Um, and so when you, that, that, that part of this conversation is not new. Um, but I think what is sort of new ish is like this Kardashianism, right? Where you are literally able to 
convert your body and then use that conversion to make you famous. It's like the fact that you are you are literally famous for becoming famous because mm. of all of the things that you did. It started with Kim and the whole sex tape thing. And then it ramped up into, oh, look at all these girls slowly becoming more attractive the more and more popular they get and the more and more rich that they get. And now they're able to afford all of these body alterations to make themselves um, as close to the modern standard of beauty as possible. And so, yes, when the unflattering pictures do come out, um, it's like, oh, so like, look. Even with some of these body alterations, you still have a very humanistic look to you because you are still a human. And there are very, very few people that naturally look like the things that you see in magazines. And sometimes those people that look very close to it still don't look like that. Like some of these models, when they be walking off the runway without that makeup and all that glam and stuff on, Child. they be looking real, real regular. And you know what? That is okay. Okay. So okay. Like, and she talked a lot about like how, like, yeah, you know, like, look, you, it's it's so hard to keep up with these body with these body um, standards because no matter what, even at the end of the day, as you get old, you're, you're going to age, and you know, you're no longer going to be able to be able to look okay. like that. That's just that's just how it is. And then I think there's like a big. There's an issue that a lot of women go through and people as well, because men go through something similar as well, where, you know, we all are afraid of aging because mm-hmm. we don't then, then we stop being considered attractive and hot and young when we get older. And I think that people like to cling on to their good years for as long as possible. And as somebody like Khloe Kardashian's face, like it's she probably already had she already had the narrative of not being the hot one because that was Kim. And so now she has to do everything in her power to make her body the way that she wants it to look. And some of that was working out and some of it was hurting some padding. Where some of it was be. a little surge. Okay, right. let's, let's right. talk about that. Some of it was a little right. surge. Some, so it's like you have – it's hard. I think it's what makes it hard for people is like what you said earlier in that like – yeah, we I, I, we sympathize with what you're going through because there are so many other women out here that do not have the same resources that you have that go through the same thing. And I applaud her for trying to eat healthy and to work out. I think we all should be doing that no matter what size you are. But let's also not pretend that you have money and access and resources and a lot of your fame is mm. driven by the... A lot of your fame is driven by the fact that you are the 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 not hot sister that became hot you know what i mean and i think that you're aware of that a lot of other people are aware of that and so when these pictures that do come out that aren't flattering it's like yes of course it's like yeah i i i I understand that you don't want it up there but at the same time it's like well girl like maybe this is like once again this should just be like another wake-up call for you to be like you know what bitch that's what i look like so right. it is what it is like and i'm i'm tired of all this beauty standard shit like yes i'll i'll put a filter over a photo from time to time yes i'll get some surgery if i want to because it's my own damn body and it is what it is but and yeah but sometimes like i'm not i'm not perfect at the end of the day so if you get a, if you get a, a picture of me great for you i'm gonna post an even sexier one tomorrow and what right. like you know what i mean so it just is what it is girl I agree. I just feel like it's the double standard, and I feel like I don't get again. I don't mean this to sound mean because 
I love Chloe. I love the Kardashians, but it is a taste of your own medicine. And it's like you perpetuate these beauty standards. Like you perpetuate it. Okay. Like y'all are airbrushed down. You are getting your features to look like black women. Yes. I said it. Okay. What they have told yep. uh, about black women. Oh, our lips are too big. Our butts are too big. We too shapely. Yet y'all take our styles. Y'all, y'all take our, you know, you take our hairstyles. Y'all act like they're yours. And then, like, you know, it's considered beauty. But you then, date, like, um, exclusively uh, black men. Black men, okay. But then, yet again, our black sisters, our black queens are always the last on the totem pole. They're like, you know, it, it's just, you perpetuate this image that uh, of perfection. And then, when you are not seen in that light, then you want to play the victim. And that's what I don't like about this situation is that, like, again, I stand with you in the sense of, like, yes, body shaming is not okay. And that, you know, no one should be body shamed and like if an unflattering photo comes out of you like it, there's a difference of like okay if you are out drinking and you drunk or you're doing illicit drugs and something like that comes out of you okay i get that that's very like you know no but we're talking you at the pool bitch you pose for the photo like you know like it's like you know then all of a sudden when a non-flattering photo comes out of you then you're using your privilege then you're using your power mm-hmm. to literally call instagram first of all it, instagram got a number okay because bitch i've been having glitches with my instagram <laughs> forever and i child instagram got a number that you can call? There are so many bitches that have been locked out of their accounts that have been trying to get in okay. contact with them for years. And child, not even the Instagram child, the internet got a number. You got the number to the internet? <laughs> that you can call the internet and have the photo rem- Like, it's like, girl, you doing too much. All, all and, and, and then you doing all of that, all, and then trying to put it under the umbrella of it's my ba- like you know what I mean as is if as if like you're impo- like it there is just something un unauthentic in that that for me it's just like girl that this is the actual issue girl you should have just never commented on first of all you are Kardashian okay y'all know stories come out every week let it die you doing yep. you doing the most of it is like what made it more big and ultimately and what the crazy part about it is is girl you actually look good in the photo like yeah, it's you just actually not a, it's really not a bad photo like you actually look like 90% of women today and, and so the fact that you couldn't see that power in that and the fact that you were so insecure about it's like the how, body dysmorphia right like yes. all of all of these like, because once you like, once you said just now, this is very true and interesting. Like, you posed for that photo, like you were okay. aware of that photo's existence. Like, and also all of the alterations and all of the uh, both physically and digitally, like you know what your body actually looks like, girl. You know that when you wake up in the morning with n- with nothing on, and you go stand in that mirror. You step on that scale. You know what your body is looking like. You know the real you more than anybody else ever will. And so, when you do all of these alterations, and then you like, and then you compare yourself to those alterations that you're making, it's like that. Those are those two things are never going to be the same. Right. You need to get that out of your head now. That is ne- that that filter is fake. It's you're never going to look like that. And so. And- when that photo gets posted, the one that you pose for, it's like, 
what it like what, so you just want us to see all of the fake and none of the real and right but you also want to be the real kardashian sister that's a little heavier than her other sisters you want to be the you want access to claiming the real raw title of the sisters without being real and raw right and then what does that say to these little girls out there that are like you know looking at that photo and they don't see anything wrong with it and then you're going to great lengths to get it taken down and then it's just like you know then they got this there's like actual a uh, a diagnosis of like snapchat filter that people are like you know they don't even want their regular photos to look real because they want to look like the snapchats it's just right. it's it's crazy and again like I said you want to be the real one so bad this was this could have been an opportunity for you to take that photo and for you to post it on your Instagram and say, guess what? This is me. Hate it or love it. And then and what another she, and, thing. You know, she said something about that, too. And she said, which I which I kind of respect because she said because a lot of people were making that point, And she said, well, I just want people to remember that everybody is on a different spot in their journey. So maybe she's right. just not there yet. Right. And I think that being famous just makes it so much worse because you have all of these eyes on you all the time. And right. like I said before, she did not create these ideals. She's not the one that like wrote the playbook on what... But she perpetuates them. But, 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 but you are profiting off them, and you know that you are. So it's like there is a give and a take here, sis. It's not like you know, because the last thing I want us to do is like be two men on here shitting on a woman for right. You know, no, the shit and that I'm not through. right. Right. But it's and also like w- be, let's be real about the situation that's really happening right now. Right. And that's all that I'm saying. And my thing is, like, I like the photo. Like, I like I loved it. And again, I understand your journey is your journey. But for me. For me, the issue was, and I guess maybe the issue really is, it's just like the privilege that, like the privilege that you have that you can call the internet to get it taken down, and then it's yeah. like you're posting these videos up showing the internet number. <laughs> okay, child, run it to me because like, I got a couple of things I like to take down. And then it's like you're posting these videos showing your body like this is me right now. Like, okay, girl, like you can't edit a video like, you know, girl, if you got the number to the Internet. But again, the message that I just want to convey here. And again, I don't want it to be like we're like hating on Chloe. But at the end of the day, this is the casual tea and we keep it real. So like if you agree, you agree, you don't agree. That's fine. Like we can have different opinions. But my the what I what I just want to leave it with is that. The photo was taken, was beautiful. Thought that you looked great. I think that you always look great, whether you're big, small, whatever. I think that the the video that you posted of your body, showing your body, child, you looked great then. Inspiration to me. But both photos were great. And I think that it could it could have been more powerful in you using that photo to propel a different image of what real is and what it could be for girls. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that it's a missed opportunity. However, I know we all real. And, you know, if you have, I mean, again, I and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because, child, if a photo comes out of me and I got the Kardashian money and I got the number to the Internet, I'd be lying if I like I <laughs> wouldn't call old man Internet and say, take it down but again it just speaks <laughs> to the insecurities that we all have and i guess the lesson learned is, is i guess the message in this all is that 
no matter how rich, no matter how famous, no matter how many surgeries that you can afford, like insecurity is real. And that like, you know, we're all on a a journey to a different Mm -hmm. one of us. And I just for me, what makes me so agitated or like upset about it is, is that like I have nieces that look up to them and it's like I don't want them to get confused like that. They can't really distinguish the difference. And like, you know, I want to pour into my nieces. I want to pour into my goddaughters that like you're beautiful, period. Like, you know, no matter what good photo bad photo guess what you're loved you're a queen you're like you know and i that's just what i feel like could be missed on these this younger generation and i just want to make sure that they know that like child it, it, you are you living your truth live living your body like and for me yeah somebody who does struggle with their body image i'm open about that like you know i'm sometimes i'm heavier sometimes i'm skinnier but the one thing that i always that I'm always so critical and hard on myself is that like, you know, I'll, I'll consider like, Oh my God, I'm on. I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. And then I'll, I'll take a photo and then two years will go by. And then I'll look at that photo that I took and I'll be like, well, bitch, I wasn't even that bad. And I missed that opportunity to live in my grace and live in my beautifulness yeah. because I was so hard on myself. And that's really the point that I'm trying to get is that like, no matter where your body is at, no matter where you at, celebrate it. Celebrate your rogues. Celebrate your six pack. Celebrate your short hair. Celebrate your. Okay. Strive for, like, what I say is just strive for wellness and health. Like, just if you, because those are the things that you need more than anything when it, before you even need to think about body aesthetic. Yes, it's wonderful to have muscles. It's wonderful to have that six pack. It's wonderful to have those strong legs. It's wonderful to have that big juicy ass. It's all great. No one's denying that. There are just certain things that I think a lot of people just found attractive because it's, but those things are found attractive because they signify health. You know what I mean? But what the thing about today is you don't always necessarily have to be healthy to attain those things. Mm. So that is that 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 is sort of like not even as biologically true as it used to be. So what I tell people is just focus on being healthy. Is your heart good? Can you run up a can you run up some stairs without getting winded? What are you eating? You know what I mean? Like right. how green and yellow is your is your piss? Like cuz that that thing oh. you, or how hydrated are you? Like right. how much sleep do you get? Mm. Like, like that. Like, how is your mental health? Like, that's the stuff that you need to be focused on. Because if you are well and you are healthy, that's going to give you so much more time and energy to then deal with some other bullshit. And okay. I think that it, I think that it promotes you to feel better about yourself in general because right. you have your health, you have your wellness. Like, and that's 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 what people should really focus on, and not so much the aesthetic. And I'm learning that so much more mm. as I get a little older, and it stops me from being so hard on myself if I don't necessarily look the way that I used to look four years ago. And it's like, mm. come on, like you're 26 years old. Like, why are you, why are you stressing out about that? That's so, that's like, come on. Like, and I think the more and more that I teach myself that, the more that I can like notice, like notice those types of behaviors um, when it comes to my thought processes with other people, because now I'm like able to find so many, so many different types of people attractive because I'm like, you know what? I do that shit to myself. I'm not about to do that to that person. Right. Mm. You know what I and mean? That's such a great point. And it's like, I always say, and, and, and we wonder why in this day, day and age that relationships aren't working and like, you know, the divorce rate is so high. Like how, and I, I say this so much, how can you expect someone to love you? 
if you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, again, the bigger message here is F the critics, okay? You got to find peace in yourself. You got to find love in yourself. Love yourself so much that even if you had the internet's number to take a photo down, you don't care because you at peace with how you look. And I think that that yep. is, that's the real message. It's like, like you say, your mental health, love yourself, focus on yourself, focus on being the best image of you and not worrying about these other competitors, which is why like sometimes on like the Instagram, like I don't watch a lot of people's stories because I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like, oh, I could like, you know, I try to just focus on myself. And I think when you focus more on yourself and not what uh, trying to compete with the Joneses and the Cardinals, you will be more at peace with yourself and i just yeah and and with in in this time of quarantine i feel like we all got to know ourselves a lot more than we ever did and i think that we should propel that and if you're want to be in a relationship and you want to be you know with someone and you want love like make sure you love yourself first make sure you are okay with how you look naked make sure you like you know what i'm saying make because if you're not how can you want someone else to love you? How, like, you know, then, like, you know, then you are living for someone else's love and praise. And that can only go so far because if that person stops loving you, then then where are you left? And, and I the think standard that- is always going to change. Like, it's like... It's like be getting the new iPhone every year. Like, there's just going to be a new one next year. Like, you're never going to be on top of it. Like, it's just, you're, you're always going to be, it's, it's, a, it's a cup that will never be filled. And so the right. more and more that you're able to just love who you are as a person and yeah like i'm not saying that if there's something that you really really want for yourself not to to go for it like if you if you want to lose some weight go ahead lose some weight if you want to make sure it's for you for you not make sure it's for you and make sure that it's realistic and make sure that it's healthy when you do it you know like right that's all that matters yes i i such a great discussion so uh moving keeping the menu or the teapot rolling let me just say this song hits so much different right now I've been through mad different faces like Macy's to find my way and now I know that happy days are not far away if I'm sorry y'all I just gotta let this play out a little bit gotta show my love DMX I know because I've been there now I'm in there sit back and look at what it so we all know that uh, on Friday, uh, the hip hop community has truly lost an icon, and it was really sad. Uh, just in a, a, like you know, DMX has been a part of the fabric of me growing up. I necessarily wasn't a huge DMX fan, uh, but I grew up with brothers that love DMX. And so the older I get and the more I was able to get into DMX's songs and just the more I was able to get into the person of DMX, I just, you know, I, I just, I loved DMX. And I just want to read a quick statement from his family and then we can kind of go into it. Um, so his family on Friday released a statement that said we are deeply saddened to announce today that our loved one DMX birth name Earl Simmons passed away at 50 years old at White Plains Hospital with his family by his side after being placed on life support for the past few weeks Earl was a warrior who fought to the very end he loved his family with all of his heart 
and we cherish the times we spent with him. Earl's music inspired countless fans across the world, and his legacy will live forever. We appreciate all the love and support during this incredibly difficult time. Please respect our privacy as we grieve the loss of our brother, father, uncle and the man the world knew as dmx we will share information about his memorial service once the details are final and yeah so we are yet again losing another icon way too young um but the one thing that i just i want to say about dmx um that touches me because it you know he you listen to his music and again like that song slipping off of his first album um i like i remember hearing it over and over and over and over again in my childhood but just like to actually hear the words like i'm slipping i'm falling i can't get up i got to get up you know and just knowing that he was in a coma and just knowing that like he was truly fighting for his life and we all know that dmx had demons um that so many of us struggle with so many of us know people in our families that struggle with demons and you know i just the one thing that i i loved about dmx because like you know i have lost my brother to a drug overdose and so i and we don't know what the issue is as to what dmx passed away from but also just randomly uh so disrespectful for 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 people to put out false narratives like one etiquette is and i know dmx is a celebrity but just in your own personal lives with people if someone passes um it's so rude to ask the family what happened like you know like you think people would know better but like how about you just celebrate the life of the person um and just like you know like it it, it, it's just none of your business and you may i understand the curiosity of the world and people want to know but like be respectful um but i just say that like you know we know we know like throughout dmx's life and like through his career he struggled he had demons and you know we know that he had an abusive childhood and you know childhood trauma that is untreated um that's undiagnosed that's untalked about like you know it can rear its ugly head in different places of its life and some people can't overcome those demons but the one thing that i found truly inspirational about dmx is that like you know his love for christ his love for the lord his love for his fans and his love for being so open and being so transparent about what he was going through and i really feel like that you know god used him to be a vessel um, because how many times like how many people like have lost their fathers, their brothers, their siblings, their mothers to like to drug addiction. And, you know, some people hold that resentment. And, you know, I think DMX really like used his platform to say, like, you got to forgive. Like, you know, some people can't control this. And I just yeah, I also want to say that I am a proponent a proponent, a proponent, a proponent, a proponent of giving people their flowers while they're here. And this is a a, a prime example um, that life is short. You never know when, like, tomorrow is not promised, another second is not promised. And so I am just so happy that DMX received his flowers while he was here. Like, you know, a couple of mm-hmm. months ago, he did his verses with Snoop Dogg. And at that time, that was the biggest verses ever. And it was just like, you know, he got to live in his glory. And I even saw the interview that I posted to my story that I think he did with, like, Ebro in the morning, where he even said, and this was recent, that he was like, if I die today, 
I know that I've lived a good life. And I was just like, oh, it's just so powerful. And it's just like, you know, when when death comes, we're never prepared for it. And us as humans, we're always so selfish in the, the thought of we don't want people to go. We want people to live forever. But I, it's also important to know that like death is a part of life and it's a part of like the the metamorphosis of life. Like people are we're only here for a short time. And guess what? Even celebrities are immune to that. And so I just am grateful uh, to have grown up in a house with my brothers that lived when I talk about where my dogs are. Oh! Like live DMX, <laughs> and I'm just so happy that I have those memories of those of that childhood, and I have my memories of him as an adult and and him being in one with the Lord, him being an advocate for not judging people, him being an advocate for like you know my mistakes are my mistakes, but I will strive every day to be better. And guess what? I might not be better. I might still make mistakes. I might fall down, but I'm going to try. And he was always on a road to a better DMX. And that's just something that I can appreciate. And, you know, just rest in paradise, DMX. Yeah, this um, I've, I grew up listening to his music, all that, well, hearing his music, because I was never really a fan of his. I just all, like but a lot of people around me. Um, I'm very familiar with a lot of his stuff because of, you know, just being black. <laughs> um <laughs> But no, it's it's really really sad to hear when um, you know people that that we hold up like celebrities can't you know people that we consider to have more resources than the common man still can't seem to to fight this and it's actually so crazy that this happened because when I um, so he passed and then the day after um, I was. The, um, I went to the hospital because I was feeling really sick and I didn't know that I had strep at the time. And so when I'm in my room waiting to see the doctor, um, I overheard this entire conversation between another doctor and a patient who was in there um, who was just exclaiming about how he just wants to get his life back on track. He wants to stop smoking PCP. He wants to stop uh, uh, being surrounded by all these people that all they want to do is just smoke weed and uh, smoke crystal meth and all that. And he's trying so hard to get his life back on track. He feels like he's lost everything. He used to be a personal trainer and then he was fired. And when he tries to go to rehab, it's so far from the city. So he feels like he can't really get a good um place to be but he also doesn't want to be in the city because he doesn't want to get pulled down into the same environment that he's been in before and just all of these things that you can tell that this man really really wanted to be free of these demons but it's very hard like addiction is really such a nasty nasty monster and unless you have the proper resources and the proper uh care and not even that sometimes so though like you know if you yeah, have a tribe yeah. around you if you don't like you know sometimes it's not even that simple like you can have the proper resource you can have all the things and guess what the addiction will still take hold of you and I think that you know people need to realize that and I've spent seven years of my life working at a psychiatric hospital um, where a lot of the times we weren't even dealing with psychiatric issues we were dealing with drug and alcohol and I could just see like the ravage, I would always see like the family members coming in to visit and I would, I would talk and I would like, you know, I'm, I'm an admissions counselor, but at the same time I'm being a therapist and it's just like, it's real. And then some of us feel like, oh, we're above that. We're so privileged until it like it happens to you or it happens close to you. And it's just compassion. You got to lead with compassion. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, I, you know, I just hope people 
can use this as an example that like hopefully this could motivate millions of people to be like you know what I want to get on the right track and I want to and, and sometimes you can't overcome it but the one thing that I always got from DMX was that he was trying and he, he wanted to do better and I think mm-hmm. that you know we got to give people credit for that like and I think a lot of the times we're always so hurt and bothered by what that person in our life that is addicted to something like what how we're always so worried about like how it makes us feel how it makes like us look and like we then forget the struggle and the demons that they must be going through. And so I just hope that this just sheds empathy and light to people during this because it, it yeah, it's just addiction is something that is, you know, we've been it's like no joke, in, man, no joke. And, and us, people are and, so quick to be like, Oh, well, if they would have never done it in the first place, then we wouldn't be. I was like, yes, of course, of course we can all say that. But like, it still, it happens. It happens. It happens to people because for different many, like for many different reasons, whether it be, uh, you know, the, the, the environment in which they are born in, uh, th- their genealogy as well. Like sometimes it's just a perfect storm for people to make wrong decisions. And then before you know it, they're in this really messed up position. And they don't know how to get out of it. And it's like, I feel like it's, we need to have more compassion for one another and to just sort of like understand that it's not a, a one size fits all case for everyone. And just to be right. just more compassionate, you know, yeah. it sucks. It Absolutely. Totally sucks. Shed love and, you know, here at the Purple Pants Podcast, we send our condolences to the friends, the families that love DMX, and he definitely will live on forever in Drop. our hearts. Yes. So um, <laughs> he has such a distinctive voice. Like you he did. Hear <laughs> That's what I appreciated about DMX. Um, and so, yeah. So rest in peace. Now, I want to transition into our next topic that I was like, Ooh, when I got wind of this, I definitely wanted to give my two cents about it. So everyone knows there is a, a, a TikTok challenge out that who hasn't heard it? <laughs> Who hasn't heard? Who hasn't seen this TikTok challenge? I didn't wanted to do it. Now, come on, child. Listen. Who has not seen this TikTok or on their Instagram? I heard this song. Come on. She's a runner. She's a track star. She gon' run away when it gets hard. She gon' wake up when it gets hard. She hurt anyone that gets involved. Don't, Don't forget to get this. Oh, wow. She gon' do the race, just not this. Oh, wow. So that is a song called Track Star by, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Mooski. I think that's it, yeah. There has been some controversy that has come to my desk. And so I just felt like this was the perfect place for me to talk about it. Um, so there is, we know, we live in a world of influencers. We live in a world of TikTok stars. We live in a world of Twitter stars, Instagram stars. And there has been a new trend in the music industry 
especially right now, we're in a pandemic and we know that a lot of artists and especially new artists, they make their money on the road. A lot of new artists sign like 360 deals and don't really make money off their music. And so they, you know, go on the road, they do tours, they do shows, but we can't do that right now in a, pandem- a pandemic um, because we ain't doing shows. And so it's a pandemic, it's a, it's a, it's a panini out here. Um, it's a Panera <laughs> bread growing on. So canteen hair conditioner, baby. <laughs> So a lot of stars um, are finding success in TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, there are challenges being made. And so a lot of the times we don't, and mind you, who listens to the radio anymore? We're streaming everything. And so there are challenges and, and people make challenges off of songs and then the challenge goes viral and then the song goes really viral. Um, so in this case, there is a TikToker, um, an Instagram influencer by the name of City Boy J. City Boy J is a queer black male. Um, I, and, you know, I don't know whether or not if he considers himself binary, but I know that he definitely considers himself, he he uses the he, him pronouns. Um, but in this day and age, as people are more comfortable and, you know, living in their truth, he is of the era where he likes to wear makeup. He wears nails. He wears, you know, tight fitting clothes. He wears hair um i don't know if it's his own hair but mind you he wears his hair in a ponytail and you know he's living in his truth anyone knows who like saucy santana is you know walk him like a dog let me see a walk 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 like you know he's very similar to saucy santana and i love it living your truth okay like do you there's enough room for all of us and you know in the hip-hop community why I love Saucy Santana so much, him being a successful, openly gay black rapper. And, you know, he doesn't let the heterosexual normities define his life. He lives in his truth. You know, him having success, I love it because it paves the way for so many other people. Child, even like myself, you know, I, I'm a little rapper. I got some songs that have charted. Um, but this mm-hmm. issue is, is that City Boy J, you know, like so many of us, like Saul heard the song liked it did a challenge to it and so the 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 rock the track star challenge that you see um that i even was going to do but i'm not going to do now um is that you know it was created by city boy J, and the challenge went viral like the like i haven't i never even heard the song i only seen i only heard the the 15 second clip of it because from people doing challenges and look the creator was a young black queer man like you know a young black queer man like yes and so a lot of these challenges that happen um the the artists will reach out to the creator and, you know, put them in a video. Sometimes they'll give them money. Sometimes, like, you know, they'll show them love. Um, in this instance, we had found out, like, he shot a video recently. And City Boy J took to his Instagram. You know, I got the receipts. Hold on. Wait, let me pull the receipts up. Uh, he took to his Instagram to say, nope, I'm not in the video just because someone don't want to work with me because who I am. It will not stop me from what made me who I am today. And I and my little the Instagram post isn't grammatically correct, but I'm assuming what he's trying to say is um, it will not stop me from what made me who I am and all I have done for Mooski, even 
if he doesn't recognize what I did. All my supporters, I want you to know that I'm going to keep going. People might not say, what did I do? Just know I changed this man's life and I'm still working from the bottom with no support. Like I supported this song. My surprise is at 7 p.m. tonight. So we I've done a little research. Uh, City Boy J has done an interview and City Boy J like lets us know that, you know, he did the video overnight. It went viral. He reached out to Mooski to let him know like, hey, the like I did this challenge. It's going viral. No response. The 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 song continued to go even more viral. Um, and, you know, he reached out again. Um, and yeah, no response. The Mooski shot a video. The girls in the video are doing City Boy J's dance. Oh no. Okay, so now that's and yeah, City Boy J feels some type of way about it. And I um I recently went on like a, a mini road trip with Wendell and Joey, shout out to the Beeb crew, and I like posed this question to them. And so like, you know, they were playing devil's advocate, and although for me it's like does Mooski owe anything to City Boy J, like legally and technically? No, he doesn't. Like, you know, City Boy J did this on his own. And like, yeah. However, like, let's just be clear about this. This song would not be the hit song that it is if City Boy J did not do what he did to it. Like, City Boy J propelled this song. And I feel like if City Boy J was an Instagram female model, absolutely Mooski would have reached out to this. And so when I was talking with Wendell about this, he kind of was like giving me like he's playing devil's advocate. And so I had to give him an example of we all know uh, the boy Shiggy and we all know the Drake song. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Are you never, ever, ever? Now, we all know Drake is a huge star. Drake is like, you know, whatever. But, you know, Shiggy made that dance to it. And the the support that Shiggy got from these rappers, from doing this dance, like, you know, even at even Drake reached out to Shiggy, threw some money at him, gave, like, you know, and just really like, like supported him. Now, we also know Drake sampled the song from Big Frida. And there was a big controversy in that because when Drake shot the video, he ain't used Big Frida. And so we all know what that's about, whether people want to admit to it or whether like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and especially, and Big Frida is another one of those black queer people that live in that you know uncomfortable space for some you know and you know people want you know in this society you're either you got to be a man or a woman there's no in betweens and that makes especially in this hip hop hip hop and black culture it makes people uncomfortable however we see Big Frida uh, we see Queen B loves Big Frida we see Queen B didn't use her information she done brought her to the tour like you know it's just sadding that Drake couldn't have done the same thing um I'm, but hard to compare the two, but it is just really sad to see a young queer male out here that truly blew the song up. And this young black artist can't even show love to him, can't even acknowledge uh, what he has done for him. And it's sad. And for me, I call the thing a thing. We know what the reason is. OK, like we know what the T is. That I, There's just no telling if if City Boy J was. An Instagram model, baby, he would have been all over it. And it just, you know, and Saucy Santana got wind of it. And he wrote to Twitter that, you know, 
That's wrong for City Boy J not to be in the video. I'm telling you, this industry ain't no joke for us gays, especially the flamboyant ones. Don't worry. I'm working hard for us. We will not be stopped. And Big Frida even wrote in the comments, I know all too well about this. Keep your head up. And yeah, so it's not a huge topic, but for me, it just really bothered me because it's like, you know, Again, I tell us to live in our truths and be ourselves, and we should. But that does not mean that there will not be hurdles that we have to overcome and that, you know, it's just sad. But I'm glad that City Boy J spoke out about it, whether or not, like, you know, people agree with it, you know, whatever. I'm just glad that he told his truth because I know the truth that the only reason I like the song is because I wanted to do the dance. And it's just saddening that not only are they using his dance in the video and like you know they could have had city boy jay at the bar drinking and he could have waited like you know what i mean there was just so many right. obstacles and it's just again i hate to always just bring one duel up but i just use our friendship as a shiny example that like it's so important for allyship and it's so important for like when you and i to show our friendship because it's like we need to normalize this a black heterosexual man can guess what be best friends or friends with a, a gay black man and guess what you don't have to question this heterosexual man's sexuality why can't they be friends why can't city boy just b- created this amazing dance that propelled this song that you know really changed his life but you don't want to give him credit you don't want to show him love because you don't want to be associated with this gay black man and that's bothering for me and so you know i just but that's the hip-hop community and especially in this black culture that you know you and i am i know all too well so it just was frustrating so i just you know i wasn't going to talk about it because it's like a lot of people don't know but i was like you know what i'm no i'm going to talk about it i want to give my roses to city boy jay continue doing you and hopefully from this controversy something great becomes of you because i I know all too well what it's like to be told no or for people not. There's so many times in my life that I've got great ideas that I tell people and they dismiss it. And I literally can tell Wendell the same idea to tell one person and they go to Wendell. Oh, that's such a great idea. I've never heard like, you know, I know all too well what it's like for my voice not to be heard. I know all too well what it's like not to be seen and not to be heard. I know all what it's like to be like, oh, could you just not talk? Could you just not walk that way? Could you just like, I know all too well what it's like. And so that's why it really bothers me that city boy jay then created this whole damn dance and they won't even give him his roses but hopefully after this controversy comes out maybe muski will come to his senses and maybe he'll he'll throw him a couple of dollars at the very least but it is sad that it was a missed opportunity for him not to be in a video while they dance into the dance that he done created Ugh. Yeah, so I had a comp- I had a different perspective on this, um, but that part about them actually went going ahead and then using the dance in the video, that's like, all right, well, what's really going on here? Because for me... Well, what was your perspective prior to knowing that? I'm curious. I really didn't think that... It, uh, I think that... I think it's lovely that he created this dance that went viral. I think that's great and everything. But I also think that that's just TikTok. TikTok loves a good dance challenge. The kids right. love them. And that's what, like, kids drive TikTok right now. And that is exactly the type of content that um, people, that, that kids want to see. And Can I interrupt makes- you for... Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, because I don't want to get cussed out by the fans. But look, so, <laughs> I agree. But... 
You know that staring at the blank page before us. Uh, you know that challenge that's going on right now? You know that little dance challenge that they doing? Um, you heard of that, right, Amon? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Did you see the video with Natasha Bentonfield? She done joined in on it? I did see that, yeah. Okay. All right. Mm, okay. That's just the only point that I wanted to point out. And it's I mean, not even that. Sorry. Okay. Because now Spicy Bicey is back. Sorry. I don't mean to cut about off. Sorry. Sorry. But wait, Sorry. No, but- but but I think the difference with that is that that's already an established song that is just getting resurgence. True, okay, because true, true. Of of the because we all know that song that's that's been a bop for years. That, that's been <laughs> on. Um, and not to say that that doesn't take away from the creativity of the kids on TikTok for revamping it. That's that's awesome. I'm glad that an, that an entirely new generation is being exposed to that song because it's a beautiful song. But uh, with with Muski, I was like, all right, well. If he's an up-and-coming artist and his music is going to be featured on TikTok, it's inevitable. And it's got a catchy beat. It's inevitable that he's going to have people that do uh, a dance challenge to it. And so, of course, if, if um, what's-his-face, uh, City Boy J is reaching out to him and saying, like, look, uh, hey, I really enjoy your song. I hope that you like the video, that, the dance challenge that I made to you guys' song. Of course, Muski, just say in his DMs at the very least be like, Oh, you know what, bro? Thank you so much. We appreciate what you're doing out here. Thank you so much. That's really all you had to say. But the fact that you ignored him twice and then went ahead and put the video in the dance or put the dance in the video, that's kind of suspect. Right. Do you have to give him a spot in the video? No. No. Do you You, really owe him anything? No. No. Because people know, like, up-and-coming artists know that if you want to have a viral moment, go to TikTok. Someone will find that that song, and then the next thing you know, it's viral because there are other people out there doing a dance. Now, we already know that there are songs that are already, that are already pretty popular that get, uh, that um, go viral because of the fact that people do dance challenges, and then those ones have a plethora of dance challenges that help um, elongate the songs, like, you know, longevity so then is is that artist that has multiple people doing dance challenges to their song then supposed to go to each and every person that goes viral and be like thank you so much no i think that's a little bit too much to ask for but in this instance yeah it is a bit more singular because if he was the main reason that the song went viral i think there's no i think there's no problem in just saying thanks and just recognizing him i'm not even saying you have to put him in the video but you could at least say thanks don't use his dance and then not say anything to him that's crazy Right. And so for me, I was like a little skeptical at first getting into like the City Boy J because I also feel like they're the way that he presents it. Like, I don't know. But I just feel like, okay, child, you sign in his DMs. He don't have to check the DMs. But like for me, it's like City Boy, like Mooski, you've seen the videos. You know where the origin of this video comes from. Right. Like if your song wasn't popping off and then all of a sudden it's popping off, like come on like you know what happened and then we and we now and that doesn't even have to be confirmed but now we know it's confirmed because the dance is in the video so it's like right mm. and then it's like you know city boy jay did this interview um and he's like you know the record company reached out to me and was basically like promising him things and i guess that's where you know, basically, he said that at, at one point in time, the the a record the record company reached out to him and was promising him things, and he just never heard anything from it. And so again, I'm not like I I, I like I want to be clear, like I'm not saying they owe him anything. Like when you do a, a dance challenge, it is what it is. Like we all we seen this with like a uh, James Wright and Patti Labelle. Like we know, like of course Patti Labelle's famous, but when James Wright came on, Patti, you yeah. know. <laughs> 
you know, Patty LaBelle at first was like, I, he didn't make the, the pies I did. And so, like, you know, she had to be schooled. And now, like, you know, she uses James to help her. Like, you know, it it can only help the person to to use the other. Like, you know what I'm saying? But again, for me. But I then just, it's like, it's kind of like what I was getting at before where it's like, it's it, with this whole audience interaction thing. It's like, where do we draw the line? Because it's like, as a company, I can understand, like, not trying to all of a sudden use a people that make make your stuff go viral all of the time because you do sort of like want some self self sustainability. And if the product is good, then it's going to go viral because the product is good. You know what I mean? So it's like, on one hand, it's like, I do understand uh, Patty LaBelle's initial response to being like, well, he liked it because I made a, a bomb ass pie. So why should I, but at the same time in this day and age of social media, when that is beginning to have more of an influence on driving sales, it's like, well, I mean, right. you weren't, I didn't really see a commercial about your pie. I didn't really right. hear about your pie until the controversy about the pie and you're not talking about it. So it's like, okay, so where, where do we start giving these people, people credit? But at the same time, it's like, if you're going to be a TikTok person or you're going to be someone that likes to do dances and stuff online, you can't just automatically assume no, that right. like, if your stuff goes viral, that that's going to mean something. Like you know, the poorly white gates are not to Hollywood are not going to open up to you I because agree. you made a dance. I agree. But in the space of the creator, I can sympathize with him in the sense of I just wanted to like it's not like he was he's not asking for money. He just wanted an acknowledgement. Like, you know, and again, I could understand him not, you know, responding to your DMs. I get that. But like you could have reposted his video. You could have done something. It, it just for me personally. And again, this is just my opinion. Other people can have their other, their own. I feel like the resistance or the issue to not wanting to post it is because of City Boy J's appearance. Like for me, that is just very clear. If it had been a a female, like he would have had no. I, there is just no question in my mind he would have had no problem showing him love. And that's just my take on it. So I mean, y'all had a, you don't have to agree, but that's just my take on it. Like if it was a female, no, I would not be surprised. Like I don't, I don't. I don't know I don't know Muski. Like I've never heard of this guy until we Chada, you probably won't. Yeah, and you probably won't. So like Again. I, I really don't know. So I, I I don't feel as comfortable being like, yes, yeah, probably what it was. But at the same time, like we all know the the, the history of mm-hmm. homophobia in the black community, especially within the hip hop community. So like it would not surprise me, uh if they were like if they were hesitant to to give this guy a shout out, which like well, then the joke's on you, sir, because do you see Lil Nas X taking a world by storm right now? Huh. Huh. So. But again, homophobia is real. And like, you know, and especially in this hip hop culture um, that is definitely misogynistic and just very, you know, testosterone. I can't even talk. Testosterone. Testosterone. What do I want to say? Testosterone heavy. Um, yeah, they don't. They don't have like, and even if they are willing to accept the gays, they definitely don't want the flamboyant gay. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like it's just such disrespect, and I hate it. Uh, but I wish all the well to City Boy J, and I hope that he gets his just due. I'm curious to know other people's thought on it. And again, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm just I'm just pouring you my casual tea. You know, I just looked at his video of him doing the dance back in January. Mm. And not to throw any shade, it's not very a hard dance to do. But the but the but but 
that being said, they still went ahead and used it. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I mean, if you, if you, it's effective. So and that's the what's January the, what's the problem. And child, the song, the song was out in October. Okay, so you do the math. Okay, you do the math. Mm-hmm. Song was out in October. What traction you had? City right. Boy J came on here, and for me, it's the oh ah part, okay, and the little butt pop, okay. I was trying to little, little twerk, but anyway, City Boy J, I hope you get your just dues. And Mooski, I hope that you grow to diversify your catalog and realize that and, and, and accept people for who they are. And if you're going to be in this music industry and you have a song that goes viral on TikTok, guess what? The gays are on TikTok, and we love to make videos, and you need to be and more you inclusive. should, Yeah, you really should be trying to diversify your audience. Like, that's just lesson number one as an entertainer. Okay. Like, you want all types of people to enjoy your shit. So do your best when there's opportunities to... To, to invite people of all types of communities, do it. Like, right. Why not? Do better. But I will keep a close eye to the situation because there is a lot of pressure on Mooski, and I'm sure the record label will want to do right. So I am curious to see uh, what happens. And so the last lip tea that we have, it is with great, uh, it's just uh, all these deaths. It's so sad. But Prince Philip, the longest serving consort in history of the British monarchy, died age 99 on Friday, leaving behind a lengthy catalog of provocative remarks that cemented his reputation as an outspoken royal, untamed by the family's careful, rehearsed public image. Um, so yeah, the 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 royal family lost Prince Philip, and it's really sad. Um, you know, he was the one the longest serving uh, consort in history, um, other than I'm sure Queen Elizabeth herself. But yeah, it's really sad. And I and watching the Crown, I really loved Prince Prince Philip and uh, Queen Elizabeth's sister were really my favorite characters. And I had so much respect for Prince Philip and just kind of knowing like the role that he had to take and his love for the queen uh, was, you know, just great. And in watching the crown and just knowing all this history. Uh, so it was really sad and I'm really sorry for the Royal family. Um, but the, but in the story is sending my condolences and, you know, I'm, you know, just sending my condolences, but y'all all know the real tea about what we want to know. Uh, <laughs> is mm-hmm. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle like awkward you know this family drama and, and but but how for me this is like so real in the sense of like how many times do you not get along with people and then guess what you know they always say like funerals and weddings bring the worst out in families because it's like the, they're like these forced events that people have to go to and so you know the world was wanting to know is Meghan Markle gonna go to the to the funeral and like what's the like you know like I mean who, who is li- like I feel like anybody would be lying um, that when they heard this like their mind did not go there like what the tea is but we did I did get some tea that Prince Harry will be following the COVID guidelines quarantining and will be returning home to mourn with his family and Meghan Markle will not be making the trip they say that she did not get the clearance from her doctor uh, in her pregnancy to go. Your thoughts? All right. So, look, (laughs) no matter if she was going to be damned if she did and damned if she didn't, if she went over to that damn funeral, 
She would have been uh, faced with the same scrutiny that she already is faced with over there. I'm sure the British public would have ran so many different types of uh, media and news coverage over there on her because it generates the clicks, it generates the engagements for their outlets. So I'm sure that was a bunch of stuff like how and they would have been saying all sorts of stuff, whether it was positive stuff being like. So glad that Harry and Meghan are returning home to to you know to pay their pay their condolences um, to Harry's grandfather, or it would have been the negative stuff, saying like how dare she show her face back over here after doing what she did. Um, now, if she doesn't go, the same shit is going to be said about her. So it's like, now look, it's COVID, it's COVID out here. Like she's pregnant. She doesn't need to be doing all sorts of flying and, 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 and all that stuff. Who's to say that she hasn't been keeping in contact with Prince Philip? We know that she's been keeping in contact with the Queen. So it's not that far out of the realm of imagination to think that she's been uh, readily abreast of all the information as it pertains to, to King Philip's condition. And I'm sure she was one of the first people in the entire world to know when he passed much sooner than when we found out. I'm sure that he probably passed away at least days before the public found out because they are very good at keeping that kind of stuff under wraps when it comes to the real family because they like to they're media they're media whores like they like to they know how to you know run out their their information and disseminate it properly so look even at the very even at the very least if uh megan is using her doctor as an excuse like she's get she's giving us a sick note and being like oh i'm <laughs> sick I, i'm pregnant i can't fly even if that's not necessarily the case who gives a shit? Because she's damned if she do, and she's damned if she don't. Like, and once again, I want to make it clear. Harry did say that he was excluding both Prince Philip and the Queen from um, being a part of any conversations having to do with Archie's uh, health. Or, uh, um, not health. Um, skin color. color. So, so it's not even like she was even had anything bad to say about Prince Philip. So... Right, I just let's feel just, like I, I don't really get. Let's shit just what be she clear: does. the the media, child, the the media, rest his soul, Prince Philip. There's no shade and no disrespect to the prince, but I'm just saying that people really wanted to see the photos of. Make like you know the inner like they people would just wanted to read into the photos of the family and I'd be lying if I was right. saying they if, wanted if to Mark snap those went, shots yes yeah. and I'd be lying who's if sitting I said, where I, at the funeral okay I would who's be lying talking to who child. I would be lying if I said if she went, I would not be checking for that. Uh, but yeah, so that's crazy. But I just figured it was tea worthy because I know we've talked about it before. But that is going to conclude the casual tea this week. Uh, and I love it. The casual tea is becoming one of my favorite segments. Please tweet us, uh, you know, right on the Purple Pants Podcast Instagram. Let us know what you thought, any of these topics. And, you know, if, if there's a topic that you want Amon and I to cover, we will be back in two weeks to cover it the best that we can uh but again thank you so much baby boy i hope that you feel better before you go let the people know where they can follow you at let them know what's going on in the world of aman what you got cooking up i am still doing my doing my thing um over with rhap for big brother coverage i also have my podcast with Matt, we are in the middle of character analysis. We're really reaching the home stretch with that. So if you are a fan of Glee, make sure that you check us out at the choir room. Uh, I also am on Twitch where I am reading Harry Potter to folks. So definitely check me out and I'm on um, or twitch.tv slash I'm on Adwin. Yes. And follow me on Twitter. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> 
We gonna go. I ain't even gonna let him get a chance to get me. Bye. Puh, puh, puh. I said it's a puh, puh, puh. I said it's a puh, puh, puh. I said it's a purple pants premonition. And we are back this week with purple pants premonitions. It's a new month, so we got a new forecast coming our way. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend, my brother, my sister, my I, I don't even know. I feel like this is a Brandy Monica Shaka Khan song. <laughs> Like something. <laughs> right. It's giving very, very that. It's your girl. It's your boy. It's your famous, your favorite bitch, Gangsta Gurry. Back, back, back. Back again in the building. Hey, baby boy. How are you doing today? Yes. My spirits are high. The spring has sprung. The weather is nice. You know, this is my my season. Um, you know, I didn't got part one of the vaccination, so I'm waiting to get part two so I can pop, 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 pop. Pop, pop this it. Pfizer puss okay. all, all over the place, like you know. But okay. you know, <laughs> I'm just Pfizer poppy. Pfizer poppies yes. out here for the summer. Listen, okay. They say the, my milkshake bring all the boys to the yard. Okay. So I'm just trying to just, you know, just really excited, feeling really encouraged. So I am excited to see what you have for the posse on the Purple Pants Premonitions this week. Listen, I'm blessed to be here. We in the middle of spring. I, I too, got the first shot of the vaccine. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm feeling kind of like that sense of, all right, we really getting into spring. Spring is springing. You know what I'm saying? Things yes. are moving. Like, we got this fiery energy of airy season that we have been in and everything like that. And shit has been kind of, like, picking up, right? Um, so as we are in the middle of April, you know, we are going to be transiting out of airy season into Taurus season. So it's all about these routines, all about this grounding, all about us really getting into our new bag. And you know what I'm saying? When it's a new bag, it's a knapsack, bitch, okay? It's giving very, very expensive, very luxurious, very, very, you know what I'm saying, sensual and everything like that. And I want to just like focus on how we can continue to feel our grounding, how we can continue to feel ourselves, ourselves becoming, you know, even more animated, even more lively throughout this month of April. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about what we've been going through. You feel what I'm saying? Astrological New Year started um, in the very middle of uh, March. So, you know, that's when we kind of like started Aries season. And now we have been learning who we are again, right? So I want you to think about, if you're listening to this, like, what have you learned about yourself as we have gone through middle of March all the way to this point in April? How have you seen yourself kind of like stepping into your power? How have you been noticing your growth? So like Bryce, for you, like, how have you been feeling? Have you been feeling more powerful? Have you been feeling more put together? Like, what's the tea giving, Mama? Um, it's feeling like very step by step, day mm-hmm. by day, but mm-hmm. definitely feeling encouraged, definitely trying to channel my energy and, you know, some energy that might have been meant for something um, and maybe didn't go that way. I'm really trying to still use that same energy to propel myself forward in this time because I know uh, through my certain amount of years around the sun that this is my season this is where i blossom and so i really am just trying to feel encouraging and use that momentum 
Amen to that. And I love that you said that you know that this is naturally your season. Like, this is your time. You start feeling your energy coming back to yourself. And I feel like these are really important things for us to know about ourselves. Like, this is not naturally my personal time of the year. I always have to kind of, like, find that energy, that, like, focus from the people that are in my community. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I love when we get to get together because you always be giving me what is supposed to gay. You be giving me the fire, giving me, you saying, the life. And it's just, like, knowing these things about ourselves is really what's going to take us through throughout the rest of April. So up until this point to kind of like give us a a sense of where we are. Um, today I'm using the Moonology deck to help ground us um, by Yasmin Bolin. So the first couple of cards that come out, um, we have your hard work is paying off. Okay, mm. let, let me say that one more time. Your hard work is paying off off and this is going on subconsciously like this is a reminder to you like if you needed to hear this baby girl baby boy baby girl you're doing it you feel what i'm saying and it's just about you remembering what allows you to just like maneuver be able to flow to get you to this place and the reminder is to have faith in your dreams okay what are your dreams how have you noticed some of the things that you've prayed for some of the things that you've written in intentions some of the things you've spoken over your life in the past like you are here today do you see that do you recognize that? Like, even me and you having this little chit-chat, we talk, we talking to the girls out there, the Purple Pants Posse. Like, this is a dream that both of us have had in some sort of capacity. And have her. we taken some... Oh, oh, her. It's like, have we taken some time to really just, like, sit in it and just, like, mmm, like, give it very, ooh, ah. Like, it's the ooh, ah, ah sensation. And it's giving us a moment to recognize that as we are noticing where we have come up, you know what I'm saying? Where we have stepped up, where we have grown, we have to have faith that that is going to allow us to transition throughout the rest of April. So it says your hard work is paying off. This is representative of the new moon in Capricorn. Um, so new moon in Capricorn, um, some additional teachings for this. It says you need to be more disciplined to reach your goal. Hard work will make your dreams a reality. This is a very good omen for study or teaching. So if there's something that you've been wanting to learn more about, a creative project that you've been wanting to put energy into, this is the time. What have you been feeling that natural nudge to go ahead and start jumping into? This is really what you should be focused on in the rest of the month of April. And then the last message here, it says, don't be too controlling and avoid anyone who is controlling. Why is this so important? Because we have our own directive, we have our own path, we have our own journey that we are supposed to take. And sometimes that path is going to be different from the people that are around us. And that is okay. And, you know, sometimes people think they know for us best, but they really don't know what's best for us. And it's really about you making your plan, executing it well, keeping in mind that sometimes people are going to have suggestions and stuff like that. But, like, at the end of the day, is that the end all be all that you need to be on? Like, you have to be very disciplined to reach your goal what are your dreams what are your desires and how do you recognize the work that you've already done up until this point and how is it going to keep uh flashing on through to make sure that things are good and then along with the have faith in your dreams card this is representative of the waxing crescent moon now waxing crescent moon for my girls out there don't know what this is it's the second moon phase in eight moon phases um so it's a time where you really need to pursue your dreams put your foot down hard as you chase your goals. So I want you to keep in mind, we will be having a new moon in Aries um, in the month of April. Um, I want to figure out what the date is because like it escapes me at the top of my mind. But I want you guys to keep in mind that like this new moon in Aries is going to be really helpful for just like getting those plans out of the way. You feel what I'm saying? Doing the work. 
I believe that the new moon in Aries is going to be happening on April 11th. Um, So I want you to channel that energy as far as just like being focused on your dreams, not looking back. Keep moving forward. Be patient. Let me say that again. Be patient. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back that didn't hear me. Be patient. Okay, because Rome wasn't built in a day and your dreams cannot manifest immediately. It's all about the journey and appreciating the different steps along the journey, digging deeper as you find more courage and learning all these things about yourself as they are transitioning. Okay, so as long as you are focused on what you want, things are going to continue to fall into place throughout the rest of this month. Okay, so that's where we are as we like stepping into the month of April where you probably are right now. And I want to give a little advice as to how you can continue to win. Bryce, how's that sound for you so far? Does that sound pretty accurate? It's it's, it's on per. Okay. Okay, it's given what it's supposed to give. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the the two, but it's the one. Okay, you heard that. So listen, I want us to just like keep in mind that like we all have things that we're working on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's about us noticing why we deserve it. Um, Speaking that deserving energy over our life. This is a conversation I had with um, my Patreon subscribers at the very end of March. Um, And it was all about us knowing that like we are self-actualizing. You know what I'm saying? We are getting to understand the duality. I don't know if triality is a word. You know, I'm gonna make shit up. Triality, quadruple, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? All those different parts of us are coming together in order to create the reality that we truly want. And it's just about us sending that energy energy out there even more and having faith you know what i'm saying being hopeful and also being full of charity it's always important to give to yourself and give to others on this path of ascension so how can you um stay grounded in this so as we are finishing through you know i give a little card asmr um as we are finishing through oh wow we got a jumper listen i gotta get out of the bed for this one because she went flying you know what let me let me tell you what fell on the floor okay our message is Trust. Woo child. Trust. That goes along with that sense of faith. How do you recognize that like you had to trust yourself up until this point, even in moments where you were like second guessing if you were gonna be able to do it? Second guessing whether or not you had the juice. You know what I'm saying? Did you have your go-go juice? Was you really that girl? Are you really that girl? Trust that you're that girl. And also keep in mind that like even in the shadows, there is light. You have to call the light in. You are the light to turn yourself on, turn everybody else on around you and know that as long as you're riding in your true self, as long as you're riding in your true light, everything will fall into place. Trust is the number 16 card in this deck. This is the Sacred Symbols Oracle deck by Marcella Kroll. It says step into the unknown. All may not be revealed at this time. Trust in unseen forces. Meditate on this to let go of all attachments or possibilities. Free yourself from your dharma and increase your trust in your guides and increase your trust in the universe. So I know some people are probably like, what is dharma? Um, Dharma is described as the eternal and inherent nature of reality. Okay. Cosmic law underlying right behavior and social order It's basically just like your aspect of truth. What is your truth at this very moment in time? And how do you allow that to ring free from the mountaintops? Okay, listen, I almost gave very Maya Angelou. Ring free from the mountaintops. Okay, and allow yourself to trust that the right people will always see the light at the right time. You have to have faith. You have to continue to affirm your uh, intentions list. 
your crystals, your people, your journal. Like give yourself these practices in trusting and allowing yourself to call in the life that you know that you deserve. And then sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like the Lord, the universe, God, your higher self, like they may not reveal everything to you at one time because it could be a little overwhelming. You dig? And this is a moment for you to just remember like all is working in divine timing in my favor because I said it to be. And even if it doesn't seem like that, Keep an open mind and look at things from a different perspective. Our last piece of advice is going to come from, oh, wow. So they said, listen, because uh, I was about to say what I noticed is like when I shuffle cards, sometimes they'll shuffle, sometimes they won't. And they were like, no, girl, like you already know what the message is. It's the first thing that's going to come on top. And it's use your mind wisely. Um, and this is funny because this is a theme that we are having to endure throughout the rest of the month of April or just like this season. It's just like your intellect. You are so smart. Like, you are so smart. You are so intuitive. You are so instinctive. Give yourself a little bit of grace right now and know that sometimes you don't have to put your mind on things that are not right in front of you because that's just wasted fucking space, okay? That's just wasted energy, wasted time. And it's very important for you to know that, like, your gift of intelligence, your gift of love, your gift of compassion, your gift of discernment is what you are focused on in this season. Intelligence means recognizing the value of intuition, partner with smarts and common sense, which leads to intelligent solutions. So this is all about a full body alignment right now and allowing the spirit to bless you with wisdom nudge you into open-minded, thoughtful dialogues. This is being open about where you are, what's going on, like a different level of communication, a different level of connection with your people, with yourself. What are your practices that allow you to talk to people a little bit more openly? You know what I'm saying? Let people know where you're coming from. State what your true desires are and like stop hiding. You know what I'm saying? Stop hiding in the shadows. This is your time to truly step out. The number 47 breaks down to the number 11. So this is uh, in numerology. The number 11 um, is a master number. Um, and this master number is all about you kind of just like being able to manifest what your desires are. Higher intuition, spiritual insight, sensitivity, natural intelligence. This is both mental and physical. This is a season for you to notice that like your power is back. How did you claim your power? How did you reclaim your power and reclaim your time? Okay. Mm. And how can you use that reclaim power and reclaim time to soar and float throughout the rest of this year, especially through spring? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a time where things are connecting. People are noticing you. You're getting new opportunities, new jobs, new everything. But it's all about you knowing that you don't have to force a, a round peg, you know what I'm saying, into a square hole. It should be natural. It should fit easily. You don't have to go above and beyond in order to make the things that you know are deserving of you work. And it's all about divine timing. So in this season, how are you trusting that you are wise? How are you trusting that you know what it's supposed to give and you about to give it what it's supposed to give? You mm. know what I mean? Like, go yeah. ahead, give yourself some time, some peace, some um, opportunity to move out of this space of analysis paralysis. Let your mind rest. Give yourself moments to, tr you know, trust your intuition. Release your tight hold on facts, unsolved puzzles, and let some things fall into place this season. And that's how we win. That's how your dreams come to pass. That's how we are sitting in front of you today, letting the flow happen, even when we didn't recognize where the flow was taking us. But the river, I was born by the river, river. It was I was born by the river. But it was very much so giving me, let it go. Mm -hmm. 
Marocain. Let it blow, let it blow, let it blow. <laughs> Everything's okay. gonna work all right, you know. Just let, okay, let me get my, my, my Tony <laughs> Braxton voice. Okay, listen, because you took me way back. I was about to say, I don't even know if everybody know about that TB, Miss TB out here. Uh, praising and blessing the girls but no that is exactly it like it's giving very let it flow let it grow and know that you are the show come on bars come on yes. bars okay listen okay maybe my rap career will take okay. off in 2021 you never know okay but no that is the that is the message for the month of April like I want you guys to focus on what you've already done um, don't get caught in your bag. Don't get caught outside yourself. Like, remember how to reground, recenter, refocus, and know that everything is happening in divine timing, in divine flow. And just, you know, put your energy, put your mind into the things that are actually worth your time. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? All that stress, all that anxiety, like, it really doesn't, it really doesn't do anything productive. So this is a moment for you to really just, like, uh, stay the course and ride the wave. And that's the T on today surfboard okay surfboard <laughs> right, right on it okay you know because I, I start getting all excited yes okay <laughs> just let it flow but yes thank you so much gangsta girl for this week's premonitions purple pants premonitions and if you want more of this goodness that purple pants premonition gives make sure you guys follow gangsta gurry where can the people follow you at what you got going on what's the tea on the patreon let us know okay so listen you can find me at gangsta gurry gangsta with an a because we don't do that er busted buster okay listen you can find me on instagram you can find me on miss twitter um or you can subscribe to my patreon where i like to um share kind of like some personal things you know what i'm saying i like to give updates spiritual updates check in see what's the tea you know what i'm saying and help us kind of like continue to grow because listen we have been it's kind of crazy like even talking about this i've had that patreon for over two years so just like seeing the growth of it and seeing like the community i've been able to build has been a blessing and i would love love to have you come join us over there you know get with get with the winning team <laughs> like miss jocelyn hernandez would say <laughs> yes i love it well thank you so much and listen we we gonna let it flow on out and we will talk to you in the near future nice see you soon hallelujah Holla. who's the freak who's the freak who's the freak of the week Who's that? Oh, who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And just like that, we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And this week's Freak of the Week is very near and dear to my heart. And if you are a member of the Purple Pants Posse, it's near and dear to your heart, too. I don't even know where to begin with this week's Freak of the Week, but I'll start last week. The Circle announced that, guess what? They are coming back. They are starting up the U.S. Circle Season 2 this Wednesday, April 14th. And you wouldn't believe who is on there. None other than the Purple Pants Posse's own, my friend, our Survivor News correspondent, the baby boy that is Jack 
Atkins. Yes, baby boy is on the circle season two. And I can't say enough how proud I am of Jack for getting on the circle and for living in his truth. I met Jack about a year and a half ago. I went to South Africa with the baby boy Wendell to compete in the Battle of the Bush for the Nilady Christian Academy. And Jack was one of the Survivor fans that participated in it. And instantaneously, the moment that I met Jack, I knew that he was hilarious and funny. And after we got back from the Battle of the Bush, Jack reached out to me and said, I love what you're doing with the podcast. I love to help in any way shape or form and over the last year jack has been acting as my manager and helping me where in the areas that i need help and best believe baby boy needs a lot of help i know that jack's dream is to be on survivor he is a huge survivor fan but he also you know loves the circle and i remember when jack was telling me that he was applying for the circle. He sent me his video. I gave him my critiques of, you know, it was a process. And, you know, I told him this, I told him that. I told him to redo it, redo it, redo it. We know we finally got to a final product and, you know, he sent it in. And I just remember the whole process of Jack, you you know, just this. And I remember when he called me and said he got a call back and he was just in this process. And I'm so happy for Jack. Jack, I, I cannot, like, I just, I can't, I can even get emotional because when I think about the relationship that Jack and I have formed, not only has he been a supporter of mine, he's been a great friend to me. He's like a little brother. Um, and I just love me, the baby boy Jack, and I'm so excited for him. And so even when Jack was getting ready to go on the circle, um, you know me. I had to make sure. Listen, if you my friend, if I say you my friend, I mean it. And I was, you know, very concerned about Jack's image. So I don't know if the Purple Pants Posse remembers, but a couple of months ago, I flew out to Chicago to hang out with Jatia. But the real reason of the trip was I wanted to fly out to Chicago because that's where Jack goes to school, the University of Chicago. I wanted to help Jack pick out his looks for the circle. It was a challenge. So I took baby boy shopping and, you know, any look that I had, he fought me nail and tooth. And I'm like, no, Jack, you will look great on this. No, Jack, do this. No, Jack, do that. And, you know, Jack is very outspoken, but he he listened to me. He trusts me. And we were able to kind of just get his wardrobe together for the circle. And so I'm just so excited for Jack. And I am so happy that my purple pants posse has shown their love and support for Jack. The other day, Jack and I were on the phone and just out of nowhere, Jack said to me, Bryce, I have to say, since I announced that I was on the circle on social media, I have to say the most love that I have received is not from, you know, my family, not from my college friends, not from my elementary school friends. But the most love that he has received was from the Purple Pants Posse. And he just was saying that he never realized my impact and the fact that, you know, the love that I have from him bleeds through to the Purple Pants Posse and that he was just so grateful that I would lend my support to him. And I'm like, lend my support to you, baby boy. I love you. You my brother. You my friend. You the baby boy. And so from the bottom of my heart, Purple Pants Posse, thank you so much for showing up and showing out for our baby boy, Jack Atkins. And this Wednesday, April 14th, the circle premieres. So make sure y'all got y'all 
Netflix ready. Make sure y'all are ready to go hard. Cause y'all know I don't play about you. It's a it's it's a couple of people in this earth that I don't play about. And that's Miss Bob. That's my friends and family. That's the baby boy Wendeezy. And I am humbly glad to add Jack to that list of people that I don't play about. So make sure you know what you need to do, Purple Pants Posse. If you are not following Jack, make sure you follow the baby boy at Jay Atkins 21. Go to that photo where he premiered that he's going to be on the circle and let him know he is the freak of the week. Jack, if you're listening, I'm so proud of you. I love you. Kill it. Okay, I know I get on your nerves. You get on my nerves too. You know dad wants us to be together. But Jack, you are the freak of the week. Kill it on the circle. And if baby boy Jack Atkins is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to the end of episode 87, Bermuda Triangle. I appreciate you guys for hanging in there with me. I appreciate you for showing your love and your support. If you could be so kind to make sure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You know my uncle Pookie got the podcast on the back of his truck so if you around 52nd street you know you can subscribe there please make sure you give your baby boy some five stars okay write a review write a review write a review okay and make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that baby boy our own purple pants podcast member jack atkins is on the circle because it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants